You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Hey, this is the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast, and you're here. Welcome. My name's Mike, and uh, we're just reading through the book of Genesis uh, right now, and I enjoy going through the Old Testament. It's different than reading the New Testament. The New Testament uh, is a little bit more easy to read, a little bit more applicable. Everything in there is generally more like you can take it, you can apply it, you can understand it. It fits our modern era as Christians in the church because it was written by people who knew Jesus or uh, had the Holy Spirit in them since the Holy Spirit came and could write things that apply to the the believers throughout time, right? And so uh, that's why the New Testament is very popular and easy to read. The Old Testament's a little bit different. It's just as inspired. It's not always as applicable. It is the history of God's people, Israel. And not all of us are of God's people, Israel. And so for us, we have to read it a little bit differently in seeing, okay, what is God like? Because God doesn't change. What is God like even these thousands and thousands of years ago? And also, what can we learn about ourselves and what warnings can we get? What wisdom can we get from how Israel chose to do things um, and see the consequences of their actions? What can we learn from that to maybe avoid breaking God's heart in a similar way, right? So that's that's what we can do in the Old Testament. And I'm enjoying going through Genesis here. I hope you are as well. We, uh, we are in the part of Genesis where we're talking about uh, the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and uh, those three in particular— father, son, and grandson, uh, they have a reputation of resorting to deceit when they're in a bind. And uh, Jacob takes it to a whole other level though, right? So last time we saw that uh, even when he was born, he was holding his brother's heel on the way out of the womb. And they named him Jacob, which in their language meant a heel grabber, literally heel grabber. And this was an idiom also, it's kind of a play on words, which meant deceiver. And so Jacob lived up to his name to deceive his brother and his father into receiving the larger share of his father's inheritance. And he received an official blessing from his father before God. Okay, so now he is on the run from Esau, who set his mind to kill him after Isaac passes away. And his cleverness, hey, it's a sharp tool and he'll continue to use it. But uh, he's going to meet his match, and we'll see what happens here in Genesis chapters 29 through 31. Then Jacob went on his journey and came to the land of the children of the east. He looked and he saw a well in the field and saw three flocks of sheep lying there by it, for out of that well they watered the flocks. The stone on the well's mouth was large. There all the flocks were gathered. They rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the sheep and put the stone back on the well's mouth in its place. Jacob said to them, 
my relatives, uh, where are you from? They said, we're from Haran. He said to them, do you know Laban, the son of Nahor? They said, we know him. He said to them, is it well with him? They said, it's well. See, Rachel, his daughter, is coming with the sheep. He said, it's still the middle of the day, not time to gather the livestock together. Water the sheep and, and go and feed them. They said, we can't until all the flocks are gathered together and they roll the stone from the well's mouth. Then we'll water the sheep. While he was yet speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. When Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's relative and that he was Rebekah's son. She ran and told her father. When Laban heard the news of Jacob, his sister's son, he ran to meet Jacob and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. Jacob told Laban all these things. Laban said to him, Surely you're my bone and my flesh. Jacob stayed with him for a month. Laban said to Jacob, Because you're my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what will your wages be? Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and attractive. Jacob loved Rachel. He said, I will serve you for seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. Laban said, It's better that I should give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Eh, stay with me. Jacob served seven years for Rachel. They seemed to him but a few days for the love that he had for her. <laughs> Jacob said to Laban, ah, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled that I may go into her. Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. In the evening he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to Jacob. He went into her, and Laban gave Zilpah his servant to his daughter Leah for a servant. In the morning, behold, it was Leah. He said to Laban, What is this you've done to me? Didn't I serve with you for Rachel? Then why have you deceived me? Laban said, It's not done so in our place to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill the week of this one, and we will give you the other also for the service which you will serve with me for seven more years. Well, Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. He gave him Rachel, his daughter, as his wife. Laban gave Bilhah, his servant, to his daughter Rachel to be her servant. He went in also to Rachel, and he loved also Rachel more than Leah, and served with him seven more years. God saw that Leah was hated, and he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. Leah conceived and bore a son, and she named him Reuben, for she said, Because God has looked at my affliction, for now my husband will love me. She conceived again and bore a son and said, Because God has heard that I am hated, he has therefore given me this son also. She named him Simeon. She conceived again and bore a son. She said, Now this time my husband will be joined to me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Levi. She conceived again and bore a son. She said, This time I will praise God. Therefore she named him Judah. Then she stopped bearing. When Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister. She said to Jacob, Give me children or I will die. 
Jacob's anger burned against Rachel, and he said, Am I in God's place who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? She said, My maid Bilhah, go into her, and I also may obtain children by her. She gave him Bilhah, her servant, as his wife, and Jacob went into her. Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Rachel said, God has judged me and has also heard my voice and has given me a son. Therefore she called his name Dan. Bilhah, Rachel's servant, conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Rachel said, I have wrestled with my sister with mighty wrestlings and have prevailed. She named him Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had finished bearing, she took Zilpah, her servant, and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Zilpah, Leah's servant, bore Jacob a son. Leah said, how fortunate. She named him Gad. Zilpah, Leah's servant, bore Jacob a second son. Leah said, happy am I, for the daughters will call me happy. She named him Asher. Reuben went in the days of wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. Leah said to her, is it a small matter that you've taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? Rachel said, therefore he will lie with you tonight for your son's mandrakes. Jacob came in from the field in the evening and Leah went out to meet him and said, You must come in to me, for I have surely hired you with my son's mandrakes. He lay with her that night. God listened to Leah, and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Leah said, God has given me my hire because I gave my servant to my husband. She named him Issachar. Leah conceived again and bore a sixth son to Jacob. Leah said, God has endowed me with a good dowry. Now my husband will live with me because I have borne him six sons. She named him Zebulun. Afterwards, she bore a daughter and named her Dinah. God remembered Rachel, and God listened to her and opened her womb. She conceived, bore a son, and said, oh, God has taken away my reproach. She named him Joseph, saying, May God add another son to me. When Rachel had born Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Send me away that I may go to my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you, and let me go, for you know my service with which I have served you. Laban said to him, If I have now found favor in your eyes, stay here, for I have divined that God has blessed me for your sake. He said, Appoint me your wages, and I'll give it. Jacob said to him, You know how I have served you, and how your livestock have fared with me. For it was little which you had before I came, and it's increased to a multitude. God has blessed you wherever I turned. Now, when will I provide for my own house also? Laban said, What shall I give you? Jacob said, You shall not give me anything. If you'll do this thing for me, I will again feed your flock and keep it. I will pass through all your flock today, removing from there every speckled and spotted one and every black one among the sheep, and spotted and speckled among the goats. This will be my hire. So, My righteousness will answer for me hereafter when you come concerning my hire that's before you. Everyone that's not speckled and spotted among the goats and black among the sheep that might be with me will be considered stolen. Laban said, Let it be according to your word. 
Well, that day, he removed the male goats that were streaked and spotted and all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, every one that had white in it and all the black ones among the sheep and gave them into the hand of his sons. He set three days journey between himself and Jacob and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. Jacob took to himself rods of fresh poplar, almond and plane tree, peeled white streaks in them, and made the white appear which was in the rods. He set the rods which he had peeled opposite the flocks in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink. They conceived when they came to drink. The flocks conceived before the rods, and the flocks produced, streaked, speckled, and spotted. Jacob separated the lambs, and he set the faces of the flocks toward the streaked and all the black in Laban's flock. He put his own droves apart and didn't put them in Laban's flock. Whenever the stronger of the flock conceived, Jacob laid the rods in front of the eyes of the flock in the watering troughs that they might conceive among the rods. But when the flock were feeble, he didn't put them in. So the feebler were Laban's, and the stronger Jacob's. The man increased exceedingly and had large flocks, female servants and male servants and camels and donkeys. Jacob heard Laban's son's words, saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's. He has obtained all this wealth from which was our father's. Jacob saw the expression on Laban's face, and it was not toward him as before. God said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your relatives, and I'll be with you. Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field to his flock and said to them, I see the expression on your father's face that it is not toward me as before, but the God of my father has been with me. You know that I've served your father with all of my strength. Your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times, but God didn't allow him to hurt me. He said, the speckled will be your wages. Then all the flock bore speckled. If he had said the streaked will be your wages, then all the flock bore streaked. Thus God has taken away your father's livestock and given them to me. During mating season, I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the male goats which leaped on the flock were streaked, speckled, and grizzled. The angel of the God said to me in the dream, Jacob, and I said, Here I am. He said, Now lift up your eyes, and behold, all the male goats which leap on the flock are streaked, speckled, and grizzled, for I have seen all that Laban does to you. I'm the God of Bethel, where you anointed a pillar, where you vowed a vow to me. Now, arise, get out of this land, and return to the land of your birth. Rachel and Leah answered him, Is there yet any portion or inheritance for us in our father's house? Aren't we considered as foreigners by him? For he's sold us and has used up our money. For all the riches which God has taken away from our father are ours and our children's. Now then, whatever God has said to you, do. Then Jacob rose up and set his sons and his wives on the camels, and he took away all his livestock and all his possessions which he had gathered, including the livestock which he had gained in Padan Aram, to go to Isaac his father, to the land of Canaan. Now Laban had gone to shear his sheep, and Rachel stole the teraphim that were her father's. Jacob deceived Laban the Syrian in that he didn't tell him that he was running away. So he fled with all that he had. He rose up, passed over the river, and set his face toward the mountain of Gilead. Laban was told on the third day that Jacob had fled. He took his relatives with him and pursued him seven days' journey. He overtook him in the mountain of Gilead. God came to Laban the Syrian in a dream of the night and said to him, Be careful that you don't speak to Jacob, either good or bad. 
Laban caught up with Jacob. Now, Jacob had pitched his tent in the mountain, and Laban with his relatives encamped in the mountain of Gilead. Laban said to Jacob, What have you done that you deceived me and carried away my daughters like captives of the sword? Why did you flee secretly and deceive me and didn't tell me that I might have sent you away with mirth and with songs, with tambourine and with harp, and didn't allow me to kiss my sons and my daughters? Now you've done foolishly. It's in the power of my hand to hurt you, but... The God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful that you don't speak to Jacob either good or bad. Now, you want to be gone because you greatly longed for your father's house, but why have you stolen my gods? Jacob answered Laban, Because I was afraid, for I said, Lest you should take your daughters from me by force, but anyone you find your gods with shall not live, before our relatives discern what's yours with me and, uh, and take it for Jacob didn't know that Rachel had stolen them. Laban went into Jacob's tent, into Leah's tent, and into the tent of the two female servants, but he didn't find them. He went out of Leah's tent and entered into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the teraphim, put them in the camel's saddle, and sat on them. Laban felt around all the tent, but he didn't find them. She said to her father, "'Don't let the Lord be angry that I can't rise up before you, for I'm having my period.' He searched, but didn't find the teraphim. Well, Jacob was angry and argued with Laban. Jacob answered Laban, What is my trespass? What's my sin that you've hotly pursued me? Now that you've felt around in all my stuff, what have you found of all your household stuff? Set it here before my relatives and your relatives, that they may judge between us two. These twenty years I've been with you, your ewes and your female goats haven't cast their young, and I haven't eaten the rams of your flocks. That which was torn of animals I didn't bring to you, I bore its loss. Of my hand you required it, whether stolen by day or by night. This was my situation. In the day, the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep fled from my eyes. These twenty years I've been in your house. I served you fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your flock, and you've changed my wages ten times." Unless the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac, which had been with me, surely now you would have sent me away empty. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked you last night. Laban answered Jacob, The daughters are my daughters, the children are my children. The flocks are my flocks, and all that you see is mine. What can I do today to these my daughters or to their children whom they've borne? Now come. Let's make a covenant, you and I. Let it be for a witness between me and you. Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. Jacob said to his relatives, Gather stones. They took stones and made a heap. They ate there by the heap. Laban called it Jagar Saharutha, but Jacob called it Galid. Laban said, This heap is witness between me and you today. Therefore it was named Galid and Mizpah, for he said, God watch between me and you when we are absent from one another. If you afflict my daughters, or if you take wives in addition to my daughters, no man is with us. Behold, God is witness between me and you. Laban said to Jacob, See this heap, and see the pillar which I have set between me and you? May this heap be a witness, and the pillar be a witness, that I will not pass over this heap to you, and that you will not pass over this heap and pillar to me for harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. 
Then Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. Jacob offered a sacrifice in the mountain and called his relatives to eat bread. They ate bread and stayed all night in the mountain. Early in the morning, Laban rose up, kissed his sons and daughters, and blessed them. Laban departed and returned to his place. Everybody has something they use to get what they want. For Jacob, it was his natural bent toward deceit. Some people intimidate, some people are passive-aggressive, some people do things for other people so they can be owed a favor. And look, there's nothing wrong with cleverness or power or silence or helping others, but when we rely on any tactic to find success instead of relying on God to do the work to change other hearts and our hearts, then we're on a path of trouble. What's your default when you want something to happen? Does it come with a lack of trusting God? Well, that's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.